0: One, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, do you want to hear a nice little story real quick? <laughs> yes,
1: and then we'll talk about Glee exploiting its fan base.
0: So you know how I collect the Power Rangers Lightning Collection figurines.
1: I didn't know you were going for all of them. I thought it was just like your faves.
0: Well, when with two notable exceptions, the Dino Charge team is my favorite team of Power Rangers. Yes, I am collecting them. <laughs>
1: They haven't released the two ones you don't care for, but I also don't think they've released your favorite either.
0: No, they have not. And so my current collection of lightning figures is I've got everyone from Dino Charge. I've got everyone from Mighty Morphin except Billy and Tommy because they're both ridiculously expensive.
1: <laughs> it really shouldn't be that hard to find a Tommy because they've made a billion Tommy figures.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the good news is that within the last, like, three months, they released both Shelby and Riley from Dino Charge, and I found both of them on the two times that I've been to Walmart in the last two and a half months. Oh, that's great. (laughs) So now I have, I've got Shelby and both Lightning Collection and the itty bitty cheap $6 figures. I got Riley. I got Chase. I got Ivan. I have my three six-inch tall (laughs) Kendalls. (laughs) and I have Tyler, and I plan on setting up my figures at some point, and it will just be Ivan with his arms around all three of the Kendalls at the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) His three weed-smoking girlfriends.
0: (laughs) Don't talk to me or my small girlfriend or my other small girlfriend or my other small girlfriend. You know what, Kendall?
1: Maybe if you smoked some weed, then the pink energy would have chosen you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nah... I don't think so. Shelby deserved the pink energy. Kendall is my favorite. Shelby deserved pink.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. Right. Okay, yeah. I don't have any lighting collections. I have a, like, a six-inch beef morph for Zoe.
0: Mm-hmm. I have that one, too.
1: And I want to get an Izzy, but I've never seen Izzy out in the wild. I've only- I've seen yeah. everyone but- I've
0: only seen Zedo and, um, I'm blanking on Blue's name. Ollie. Oh, I've only seen Zedo, Ollie, and Amelia. And even in the last times that I've been to stores that sell Power Rangers figures, it's basically just been zato <laughs> And I'm just like, at this point, do I just hold out for when they do lightning collections?
1: Yeah. Listen, if they make a lightning collection Izzy, I'll absolutely get lightning collection Izzy.
0: Oh, yeah. And make her a little lightning collection sized pride flag to hold.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be awesome.
0: I do plan on staging my Chase and Riley to be posing in cute couple-y photos on the dino cycle that I found at a thrift store, which actually is the right proportions to go with a lightning figure.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I hope they release a lightning collection version of Void Knight in his civilian gear. See,
0: I haven't seen that.
1: You- oh, you haven't seen Leather Daddy Void Knight?
0: No, I-, <laughs> I haven't actually watched Dino Fury, but I intend to very soon.
1: This was posted in a different Discord that I'm in with the caption, no heterosexual explanation.
0: <laughs> if it's for Power Rangers, that could be a very, very wide, wide base. What the fuck?
1: It's, it's just his casual leather daddy outfit for when he's out on the town. See, I
0: was gonna say he raided a mocap studio and tried to make accessories. <laughs> <laughs> They're really like, let's just half-ass this one man's costume. Yeah. here's your color scheme go nuts in the costume wing
1: <laughs> just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now as we riff this show Tanner and Christina gonna figure out why we love this show better grab your golden stars and slushies because you're listening You're listening to Loser Like Me, Loser Like Me. Now can we talk about
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. Um, We synced (laughs) up already.
0: Yes, we did. Do you want to start or do I start? I legit forgot who recorded last time because it's been a month since we recorded. I
1: have no idea. I feel like we're just gonna have to start the pattern over again when we get to, like, the the show proper, but for now, let's just go however the script moves us. So, I'll start.
0: Okay. Okay, sounds good.
1: Hi. Uh, welcome. Let me try that again. Hello (laughs) and and welcome to Loser Like Me, a podcast where we watch the entire- I I don't even know how we start the show. I was about to copy the pre-pod-engage intro. (laughs) Actually, no. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Give me a moment. Hello, and welcome to Glee Project Engage, the, sh- <laughs> the, the podcast where we watch the entire Glee Project franchise. <laughs> I'm Tanner,
0: your fairy partner, Chipo. I'm Christina, and it's been since long. It's been so long since I was in prepod that I don't remember the bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's protector of the light, Cure Christina. <laughs> Thank you. Um we are off to a great start this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're we're kind of in mid-season limbo.
1: <laughs> we're mid-season but we're not mid-season cuz this is the new season but it's the Glee Project season not the Glee Glee season. Yeah. This is an episode cobbled together from the episode 0 of Glee Project which is just meet the cast, but not even as much of the meet the cast as I thought the meet the cast would be. And also the 3D concert movie, because we had to talk about it at some point, but I watched it a week ago, and I texted Christina and said, this is nothing. We cannot yeah. make a full episode out of this.
0: Yeah. So I guess the question is, do you want to talk about the movie first and just get that out of the way? It'll be short Let's and sweet, probably. Let's slam
1: this movie into the ground. Yes. Glee, the 3D concert movie. I should look up when it was released.
0: It was in 2011.
1: <laughs> the, 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 I think d- it was...
0: Date? Was it Thanksgiving... Twenty
1: eleven? Mm-hmm. No, it came out during the hiatus. It came and it came out before the Glee project started.
0: Let's see what Google says. Uh, Google says it released on August sixth of twenty eleven, and that's the USA release date.
1: Okay, so not quite. So what have come out during the Glee Club airing or Glee project airing?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which will be an interesting little crossover. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's there's not really like a lot of plot because it is just like a concert movie
1: yeah like so apparently the concert itself had Mm -hmm. not a plot but it had like little skits going on between some of the
0: numbers yeah
1: i remember there was bootleg footage of kurt doing an entire poem he read to blaine
0: yes i remember seeing that too i think there were bits with britney and santana
1: yeah and also like you you get the hint there was something between santana and mercedes because like they sing river deep mountain high And then Mm -hmm. Santana's like, "Guess I'm the hottest person in the Glee project." And then fucking Gwyneth (laughs) Paltrow walks out, like, "Actually, it's me."
0: I kind of want to talk through this in like roughly chronological order, (laughs) (laughs) but like, it this is plot light. Basically, it's like they recorded their performance from the Glee tour, the second Glee tour that was in 2011, and this performance was from East Rutherford, New Jersey, and basically they like. They they spliced footage from their performances with, like, little talking heads from various attendees, like, people who were coming to the show, and they did three, like, more so spotlights on three people who had attended the concert, you know, like, talking about their lives and how Glee has positively affected them and stuff. But it's also kind of, like, the parts that they do that feature, like, Behind the scenes with the cast of the tour, like, it kind of waffles between whether they're being, like, in character or, like, out of character. Like, those lines are extremely fuzzy. (laughs) Yeah, well, apparently,
1: like, not everyone knew what was actual behind-the-scenes footage and what was stuff meant for the documentary, and that does so, not surprise like, me. Th- there's there's some like cut footage you can see on YouTube where it's like it starts out as them um, as just the actor and then they realize they're supposed to be in character and like you see a shift in them. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, so there's I I did take notes. I somehow managed just over one page of notes, but most of it is just mm-hmm. notes on the performances.
0: Oh, I took notes too.
1: So, let's go through these real quickly. Yeah. We get to a bunch- of, There's so many scenes of just, like, concertgoers, like, in line screaming. before the concert. Yeah, screaming, or they're in line being interviewed. It's like, who's your favorite Glee, who's your favorite Glee character? It's like, uh, oh, I like this character because they're funny, or I like this character because I want them to rail me. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's the thing where Puck talks about women like to grab onto his hair and hold onto it, which is, okay, well, at least <laughs> better than DJ Khaled. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they sing Don't Stop, and- and Finchel takes every solo, which I found rude.
0: Yeah. And it's like, the thing about this performance is like, it sounded like they were singing live. Would you say that was true? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And like, the the thing is like, it sounded like Leah was being very like delicate with her vocals.
1: Uh, there was definitely- which, like- One of the songs in here, I put a note that said Leah does not know how to work a crowd as well as the others do. Yes. And it may have just been for that one song.
0: Yeah. Basically, it's like, to me, it sounded like Liam was like, trying to save her voice for the entire performance. It's like, you can't do that. This is a stadium show. You gotta, (laughs) either you blow out your vocal cords, or you're not committed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, she, she was singing for Broadway. Yeah. Like, she was just, I'm performing, and you just get to witness me. Whereas, like... When Amber does an Ain't No Way, I put a note that says Amber knows how to work a crowd because she's getting up next to them. She's drawing on their energy.
0: hmm
1: She is like- summoning the spirit bomb.
0: <laughs> it, it really showed that Leah was the least comfortable with performing in front of a stadium audience.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, after Don't Stop, They Sing Sing, which loses something when it's not performed in lumberjack outfits.
0: Yes. And I honestly bought this performance more than when they did it in the show yeah mostly because like having the audience there in person for engagement <laughs> was good
1: <laughs> there's also so through this whole thing we see three teens that have been affected positively by glee the first one we mm-hmm. meet is a cheerleader named janae and she her cheerleader team or the football team they cheer for is called the honkers <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait
0: wait Okay, I do have to look this up real quick because story time, there was a school one time that I saw yearbook for and their mascot was the geese. <laughs> and I think their I think their color scheme was right. So I'm going to have to do a real quick Google and see if this see if this school was the same as <laughs> as this terrible terrible yearbook thing or maybe I just follow up with you on this later. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so we'll, I mean, l- let me tell you about the three teens we need. Because Wait, we-
0: no shit, it is the same school. It is the same school! Oh my
1: gosh, go honkers.
0: <laughs> I, Tanner, I literally have a picture from the yearbook, and it literally, it's, I have I have a photo of a spread from their yearbook, and this is from 2019. In their yearbook, they had a, they had a spread that said, follow me to Honker Gold and Yuba Tough and I'm gonna send this to you on discord okay (laughs) cause this goose this goose is an atrocity
1: oh my god what the (laughs) fuck this is Rob
0: Liefeld's goose for listeners it's you take a Canadian goose you photoshop its head and wings and And mysteriously goose feet onto a Jojo hero (laughs) You know Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. What a goose.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Please, please send that to Addie as well.
0: Oh, yes, of course. Let me text that to her right now. <laughs> Anyways, let me
1: tell you about these teens. So one of them is named Josie. And we learn that she has Asperger's, but, like, her comfort character is Brittany, and she helps mm-hmm. her, like, deal with depression and stuff. Uh, One mm-hmm. of them is named Trenton, who was outed in the 8th grade, but he saw himself in Kurt, because Ter- Kurt was all, like, strong and, like, self-assured and stuff. And then there's Janae. Uh, Janae's favorite character is Sue Sylvester, because she's a bitch. And yes, Janae's a cheerleader that has dwarfism, but that has nothing to do with Glee. She doesn't even mention Glee helping her in life. It's just like, look at me, I'm amazing.
0: She, I mean, she kind of does... She doesn't talk about Glee
1: inspiring her. She just says that she likes the show. (laughs) Like I was waiting, I was waiting for her to say like Glee helped me come to terms with my uh, and disability issues that I had because like Artie powers through. But no, she never says anything like that. The closest thing is actually the boy who asks her to prom. Well, not even prom. It's like Sadie Hawkins or something. The boy who asks her. No, it's prom. Yeah, the boy who asks her to prom, he's the one who's inspired by Glee, and he's like, I thought I was a dork, but Artie's a dork too, and he got the hot girl, so I also got to go with the hot girl. Like, it's...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think they were waiting for her to be like, Glee saved my life! But no, she's like, yeah, I'm awesome.
0: <laughs> From my perspective, I thought that Janae, like mentioned that she was more inspired by Glee. Like, maybe not as specifically as... Brittany S. Pierce is my comfort character. Or like Kurt coming out inspired me when I got outed, that kind of a thing. And I think it was just more more directional, maybe because they didn't want her to say, like, my favorite character is Sue Sylvester because she reminds me of my cheerleading coach.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also she like I said, she has dwarfism, and so the cheer team mm-hmm. loves her because they can hurl her extremely high.
0: Yeah. And their their coach even mentions that like yeah, everyone underestimates us when they see that we have Janae as a flyer, and then she go real high and we beat everyone. Yep.
1: <laughs> Anyways, and then we get we see Empire State of Mind, and then we talk about Josie, mm-hmm. who Brittany's her comfort character. Also, she talks about her cat's name is Santana, her dog's name is Brittany, and her car was named Quinn until she crashed it.
0: <laughs> Put a Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs>
1: anyways and then speaking of britney she performs slave for you it's horny are you surprised then Mm -hmm. Puck performs fat bomb girls it's horny are you surprised
0: real quick i want to mention that i don't know if this was a carryover from the show or not but in slave for you the male backup dancers are in like fur sleeves faux fur sleeves no shirt and like some kind of a harness and i'm like that must have been terrible to dance in (laughs) arms are so sweaty standard
1: slave for you wear though.
0: Well, I mean, the f- I was more so focusing on how uncomfortable the feathered sleeves must have been.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least Britney had, didn't have to dance with the snake live on stage. That's true.
0: That's true. The next, yeah, uh, Fat Bottom Girls. I liked in that in Fat Bottom Girls we got to see the cast like actually like participating in the instrumentals too. Like, Corey got to play the drums and Mark and Cord were playing guitars. Yeah. And Ashley got to dance with them.
1: <laughs> I don't think chord and Mark's guitars necessarily would have been the real ones. They may have just been miming.
0: But we know they can play guitar, so yeah. I'm choosing to believe that they were playing live guitar.
1: Okay, fair enough. You know, I don't know how, like, live instrumentals work well with a concert of this situation. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how much they would have been able to do live music versus just the backing track and live singing. Where if they had, like, a concert pit.
0: They did have live instrumentals because they have a band on stage for, like, most of it. Okay. And there were a couple of musical numbers where I was like, hey, you know what? Like, Like, that brass line, so good.
1: I need to admit that there was so little going on for a lot of this that I was playing Legends Arceus through it.
0: Oh yeah, I was going through and cleaning up my exported CSV files because I'm switching from Spotify to Tidal. And <laughs> it's too much to uh, try and match all of the songs individually.
1: Fair enough. I should probably switch to Tidal soon. My Apple has started doing this thing where, first <laughs> off, a lot of the songs, it will like cut the last three seconds. Mm-hmm. But also, you know Our House by Madness mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. in the middle of the
1: street? Whenever yeah. I play it on my phone, it plays a completely different song.
0: That's so weird.
1: Yeah. Oh, and also they will just randomly switch out versions of songs. Huh.
0: Yeah, I, I've i been noticing that because I've been using Song Shift to get my playlist from Spotify to Tidal. And they'll just like randomly be like, hey, we picked a, a song by a completely different artist with the same title. And I'm like, no. Uh, also, I have an update from Annie. Annie says, Tanner, wow, rude, how dare you? <laughs> and then she says, horse skull alien men are much better than this goose centaur where the human is the bottom half. <laughs> I'm text her back, you're not wrong in all caps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Anyways, after Bottom Girls, the disembodied voice of Ryan Murphy tells Rachel that Barbara Streisand is in the audience and she starts to hyperventilate. Mm-hmm. But yeah and, yeah, and this is the one where I'm like, Leah doesn't actually know how to work a crowd.
0: Yeah, it's... The the thing about the Don't rate on My Prayer performance from season one sectionals is like, with that, like you could really... Like, it was a good performance. Leah was being herself, and she was working that crowd. But the problem here is that she is definitely trying to be more Barbara Streisand, especially, like, you can hear it in her diction. Yes. And she gets very yelly at times, and, like, you can tell that people- The only people who are really getting invested in it are the people who love Rachel. Which, like, valid, but I don't get it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It was valid. It's not anymore. mm mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, Mike and Artie get to do Pretty Young Thing. Mm -hmm. Amber does Ain't No Way. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Finn does Jesse's Girl and Everyone Loves It.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Santana sings the Valerie while Mm -hmm. Mike and Brittany do the dance. And hey, they really should have been wearing actual poodle skirts for this number.
0: Yeah, because, like, it's kind of more of, like, they do costume changes throughout. And by Valerie, the... Dancers and participants in this perfor- in that song are in, like, sock hop-style outfits. And they but do was... some, like, extreme acrobatic swing dance, which is really good. Especially oh, yeah. when it's, like, you get, like, they maybe did... I-, I literally wrote in my notes, Heather and Harry cut loose.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. Uh, yeah, and then when Leah comes back, she does firework. And th- this time she actually remembers to work the crowd.
0: Yeah. Do you think that... They added in firework effects for post for the 3D. Because I thought they were doing you know like, 3D yes, for the fireworks. You know what, yes, probably. Like, they did have some actual pyrotechnics, but...
1: Most of the 3D parts 3D concert movie are in the credits. Mm-hmm. But I think they would have added a little bit. I can't... See, here's... The, I saw this in theaters. I don't know if I mentioned. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I did not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, most of the 3D effects are in the credits. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so then we get a behind-the-scenes thing where Brittany talks about how she wishes she could be a warbler and she'd even shave her head to do it. And then we see two boyfriends in the... Who were, like, yeah. two boyfriend <laughs> concert goers who were fighting over whether Kurt or Blaine are the better character. Yeah. It's Kurt. Blaine's not a character.
0: <laughs> and we also get to see, oh, like, little clips from the mini-warbler, which is basically, like, this really cute... Like, no older than four-year-old kid. Yeah,
1: his name's Kellen Samiento.
0: Yes. Teeny, teeny tiny Dalton blazer, but, like, like an adult-sized tie, so it's, like, way too long, (laughs) which is adorable, and, like, dances along with them as they do choreography for Teenage Dream, which then segs into the performance of Teenage Dream, and Darren works the crowd, and... Speaking of the crowd, did you notice who showed up in the audience? Spoilers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, uh, someone who we are going to be seeing in the in our recap of the Glee project, and also going forward in Glee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to say who it is? Um. Yeah. We. C- it's Damien. It's it's yeah, Damian Magin- da-
0: Yeah, it's Damien.
1: <laughs> um. Also, i one other thing, right before we see Minnie Warbler, there's a lady who talks about how her four-year-old daughter loves Kurt and Blaine so much that she wants them to be her new dads,
0: <laughs> which is adorable. I mean, it's also a little bit like, oh, I'm sorry that, like, I hope that your, I hope that your daughter was saying that in addition to having you as her mother.
1: <laughs> nope. Good goodbye, mother. The gays have me now. <laughs>
0: I guess my other note is basically, like, they, throughout the concert, like, sometimes the performers will do, like, a walk around the stage, and, like, they usually have, like, security detail. And someone did try to grab onto Darren as he was going through the audience, and the security detail had to stop them. (laughs) And then they do uh, Razor Glass, and it's fun, and you can tell they're having a good time.
1: Yeah. And then Kurt and Rachel do the Come On, Get Happy, Happy Days mashup duet. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we get some behind the scenes of the girls smack talking each other.
0: Real quick, the happy days get happy was like there was a fun part at the beginning where like they're they're on stools, the stools which apparently do not rotate and yet they're still having to play to the round.
1: Yeah, so they have to do the shimmy.
0: <laughs> yeah, Chris was like trying to like wiggle his stool back and forth and rockets so that he could turn around and see <laughs> more of the crowd. And this is one of the parts where I was like, the trumpet and or French horn players were killing it. And Chris was doing a very good job. <laughs> Leah was fine. And yeah, in the, in the beef, I just basically noted that they were like, going through hair and makeup. And everyone was like, yeah, we hate Rachel.
1: <laughs> there's also in that there's a clip of Brittany trying to flirt with Blaine on stage. And then shows up and goes, Brittany, are you flirting with my man?
0: Yeah, that was one of the skits that they apparently didn't put through to the actual finished product.
1: Yeah, y- you know the stuff that would have made the concert movie more interesting? No, cut that. Fuck you. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do safety dance. <laughs> yes.
1: Also, if you look closely at the background dancers, you can see Brittany, and you can also see Jeff Warbler.
0: Yep, I noticed them. I noticed the haircuts.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then at this point, they just recreate the choir room on stage for the next few numbers. Mm-hmm. Sam and Quinn do Lucky.
0: Uh-huh. I like Lucky because it's like, I feel like the thing with a lot of these musical numbers, not all of them, but a lot of them, is like, it gives the performers more elbow room to like express themselves. Yeah. And it, which which is nice. It's like, it's not just like, oh, Chord performing as Sam. It's like Chord Performs the simp, but he also gets to add a little bit more, like zhuzh from him, like of his own, in there, which is nice. And the crowd loves them. And then we get River Deep, Mountain High's brass intro, and the shit has been lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's good, like usual. And then after that, Sin- yeah, Santana calls herself the sexiest member of the Glee Club, and then like a large predatory bird, holla holla ho- ho-, ho-, ho ho appears. <laughs> she sings forget you and then she says let's go get some tacos and she is a menace
0: i feel like this was a surprise for everybody in the cast except for naya and maybe amber because when holly holiday walks out like the whole cast is like we had no idea this was gonna happen and like there's a notable reaction shot from ashley fink of like oh okay didn't know this was gonna happen today (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, actually Fink got to be part of this.
0: She got to be part of most of it. She wasn't in everything. And that ma- it made me sad that she wasn't in everything, but I was glad that she was there. <laughs> she deserves good things. Yeah. And I don't think that Leah was involved in Forget You. Maybe she was in the back drinking more lukewarm lemon and honey water.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And this is also the point where I noted, boy, I'm glad that Matthew Morrison hasn't shown up.
1: <laughs> and then... We haven't been talking about the teens that uh, the movie is using to make it seem like there's some kind of narrative. But I do want to Mm -hmm. mention that Josie got into Glee around the time her dad passed away. And Mm -hmm. she says Glee was like a light for her in the darkness. And she actually got to meet Heather Morris during the concert tour in person. And Heather Mm -hmm. embraced her and held her hands and listened to her. And Josie never felt more understood in that moment. So that's really sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's always so nice to hear, especially when like a Glee and i'm going to i'm going to quote here sarah z who has said in one of their videos i don't remember which one that like glee was really kind of like the turning point in people becoming obsessed with celebrities and people from popular media franchises specifically on social media like i'm not going to say that it wasn't happening before that but it really got big with social media in part due to glee and yeah like would a moment like this have happened if this happened in 2021, aside from the pandemic, probably not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway.
1: And then that segues into Kurt singing, I want to hold your hand. And it's mm-hmm. good because it, obviously it is.
0: He's still a very good performer and he's genuine and he's come so far. And Chris looks like he's going to cry because <laughs> he he's Chris Colfer, like his first time in performing in a. Well, Glee is his first time performing in this big of an audience. He's still working the crowd, but, like, in a genuine way, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And then Trenton's story came to conclusion where he talks about how he transferred to a new school, joined the theater department, and was able to come out safely, and then that segues Mm -hmm. into Born This Way. Uh, We see Mm -hmm. a bunch of people wearing their Born This Way shirts, including a full lesbian softball team.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They were literally, like, they had shirts on that said, like, Le- like Lebanese, and then, like, softball, and it's like, okay, so it's a double affirmation, we get it.
1: Yeah. And then there's one group who, they brought the shirt for another member who was late because they got into a car accident, and the shirt that they had prepared before the accident said, unlucky.
0: Yeah. And Born This Way was a good performance. Jenna still kills the intro, and it's so good to see her and Amber on lead, and we get then, like, the wrap-ups from the teens who they've been trying to spotlight, and then yeah. we get into the last principal number of the main concert, which was "Loser Like Me."
1: Yeah, they 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 lose her like me, and then we get the credits, the three D mm-hmm. credits. It likes the it's like the slushies coming right at you.
0: Yup. I want to note real quick here that one of the people who edited this was Tatiana Regal, who is related to Sam Regal of Critical Role in voice acting and voice directing, uh, renown. Fascinating. Mostly because Regal's a very recognizable name.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to point out that it was directed by Kevin Tantarone, whose uh-huh. filmography seems to entirely include concert movies and episodes of superhero television shows.
0: Okay. Okay. Is... Oh, okay. I That's where I recognize the name from. Uh, his sibling is Marissa Tancharon, who yeah. is on...
1: She's, like, one of the showrunners for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Who's married to Jed Whedon?
1: Yeah, who's a Whedon we approve of.
0: Oh, good. Glad to hear it.
1: At least as far as I'm listening. Okay, if Jed Whedon is sus, please let me know.
0: Yeah. Was... am I thinking of Mona Tankeroen? Oh, no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Celebrities. Who knows? And then they do an encore of Somebody
1: to Love. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the 3D concert movie. It's, like, it's coming right at you.
0: Yeah. Notably, they apparently... They had scenes from Jane Lynch because she apparently was on the tour with them, but those weren't included in the version that we watched for this recording yeah also apparently they performed single ladies and friday during the tour but omitted them from the theatrical release for some reason which sucks because that would have been fun to see
1: you know it was probably weird licensing issues because like yeah you have to license it for this the concert you have to license it for the single for the television show and for the for film the home video release
0: <laughs> Ah, well that's it we talked a lot about it for having not a lot of plot
1: yeah i guess so
0: But look, at least a solid six minutes in there is of the Yuba City honkers. (laughs) And because we're talking about both the movie and an episode of The Glee Project, uh, we're going to have a little bit of an intermission. So I guess if you're going to pause the episode and go take a bio break or something. This is a good time to do it. And now, a brief ad.
1: And now a word from our sponsors.
0: (laughs) Wouldst thou like to perform in front of Ryan Murphy? Wouldst thou like to join the cast of Glee? Wouldst thou like to frolic with like, performing arts nerds in a large public space? Wouldst thou like to live Glee-liciously? Then audition for season one of The Glee Project through any of several means which we are not going to disclose or actually fully investigate. Coming That's to you this
1: summer on Oxygen, a network that exists. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I just want you to know that literally like that, that bit came to me last night when I was in the shower and my brain was like <laughs> because last night Tanner and I were talking about how Ryan Murphy is a fake court who doesn't even follow his own rules when it comes to glee and my brain was like, Ryan Murphy Faye, would that like to live glee-liciously?
1: <laughs> We've definitely mentioned that phrase on this thing before.
0: Ah, uh, Thanks, brain! <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We are now going to be talking about Uh, We're getting into The Glee Project. So now we get to talk about Season 1, Episode 0, The Final 12, which really is a lot more than 12 people.
1: Yeah, okay, so so here's, like, apparently a lot of people don't know about The Glee Project. Yes. The Glee Project was a reality show. It was actually pitched, like, halfway through production of Season Mm 1, but it was too late in, like... The, the timeline of things to actually manifest. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Murphy, like from the Hopbit scenes, already had this idea of using a reality show to cast new talent for Glee proper.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: And so between seasons two and three, well, actually, I think this was filmed during the production of season two.
0: Yeah, that would track. Just
1: based on who from the show is able to show up on this thing. Because, yes, p- cast members from the show show up. They're like the weekly mentors.
0: Mm hmm. hmm.
1: But it aired between seasons two and three. Actually, I think based on the dates, I don't know what we said before in this episode, but I think it actually wrapped up just before the concert movie came out.
0: Okay. And basically, like, the concept of the Glee Project is, like, you work real hard, and if Ryan Murphy likes you enough, then you get to go be on Glee.
1: Ryan Murphy sees you from across the bar and says, I love your vibe.
0: (laughs) Exactly, except not at a bar, because most of these people are too young to legally be in a bar.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the ages range from 19 to 22.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, it starts off with a whole bunch of, like, talking heads from people who were auditioning for the Glee Project, like, about how, like, Glee has changed my life. Glee is a beacon of hope. And I was going to be pessimistic, but then I remembered the days of 2011 in which, like, Glee actually was a beacon of hope. Partially because it was the one of the first—it was not the first, but it was one of the first shows to really, like— Embrace people of other gender identities and sexualities publicly. I mean, hell, it was the first use of scissoring on network television. It was on fucking Fox.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, especially in this era of the show, it was a lot of... There was so much potential growth. And Glee had marketed Mm -hmm. itself as the show for the underdog and the show that takes the people you usually don't see and uplifts them. And so you'll notice that a lot of the people auditioning for the show are not the kind of people who would normally end up on network television unless you were casting for the weird... Like, the the casting call... Like, I've seen casting calls in Hollywood. I know that it would say, like, we're auditioning the role of weird doughy person. Yeah. And I'm not going to call any of them ugly, because they're not, but they are not conventionally attractive. Especially, like, there's a lot of boys that are heavier, there's a lot of heavier girls, Uh, there's a lot of people of color, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who have assorted disabilities, or just weird styles.
0: There there was someone in the initial Talking Heads who flat out said, I am a trans woman. There was someone who flat out said, I was homeless.
1: (laughs) There's a girl we see her audition who she was born with only one hand. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's very little as our friend Kit so poignantly coined. There are no extruded hunk products.
1: <laughs> well, there's some, but
0: Well, there's very few.
1: There's but... like one? I guess I will say that is that the boys are not necessarily generically attractive except for like two of them. They're not unique looking. It's just like they're no himbos.
0: Yeah, it's not like, oh hey, here is white male love interest. <laughs> it's like they're people. Yeah. Which is good, and makes me nervous about where the Glee Project is going to be going.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so after the talking heads of the kids, we get talking heads of, like, network executives, and they're like, what the fuck? Glee is popular? How did this happen?
0: We can make money by releasing music from our (laughs) musical show? Yeah. And there's a part where Ryan Murphy is like, oh, yeah, I wanted to do the Glee Project, to bring in new hires because the student characters are gonna be leaving soon. My duty's just L O L.
1: Yeah. I that's that's the thing. Like they could have Degrassi'd this show into oblivion.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Would have they have had to like jump networks to MTV at some point? Probably, but still.
0: Yeah, and like I feel like the big difference is that like I mean I haven't seen Degrassi, so I'm extrapolating a little bit here. But I feel like the difference is that Glee brought on new characters but didn't necessarily invest in them as much as they did the original cast and some of the original cast
1: <laughs> yeah that's that is the thing like with degrassi the well first off degrassi was truly robbing the cradle when they were casting because they're like you are mm-hmm. a seventh grader playing a seventh grader yes now when we get into floating timeline you might be playing that seventh grader for three years but the fact remains that when you started <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but with degrassi they they did mm-hmm. hold some people on after they had graduated. But they already had such a large cast. That it was like. You would get a graduate character episode. Maybe every four episodes. And it's only half of the episode is about them. And things mm-hmm. rotate. And eventually they go. Like yes. Emma was on the show for a full nine years. But those last three years were real sparse. And after she was gone. She was pretty much gone. Like she only came back for a special appearance. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: eight mm-hmm. years later.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well
1: four years later. Anyways, Mm -hmm. yeah, they could have degrassi the shit out of Glee, but instead they they Glee'd it.
0: Yeah, and part of it is that, like, the producer heads were like, we're not hiring people to be actors or dancers or singers. We want people that kids will relate to, who look like real kids. And I'm like, but the problem here is that you are casting for your fictional television show, and so that does require a certain, like, that does require the skill to be able to act and the skill to be able to dance and to sing. Yeah. So like,
1: (laughs) it is very silly that they're like, we're not seeing if these people can act. Okay. But, but
0: they need to be able to act. (laughs) This isn't Power Rangers Megaforce. You need
1: actors. (laughs) And on the flip side though, they're not casting for a reality show, which I guess is a good thing because I was just watching a thing about casting for reality shows where they go out of their way to cast generically attractive the Extrude Hunk product the, the fantasy the fuckability mm-hmm. index all that kind of stuff and they're not necessarily mm-hmm. casting for that either they're not casting for drama they don't look at two mm-hmm. kids and say oh these two are gonna hate each other it'll make great television because they're at least saying that the great television is going to be seeing these kids open up and grow into themselves and Become the better versions of themselves, which we can then mine for content when they get on the show. Yeah. This show isn't about exploiting them. This is the audition process for the exploitation later.
0: Yes. We then get to see, like, clips of their casting process, which, like, first off, they started by putting out a call on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Like, assuming they were doing this in 2010, like, look, even I had a Facebook by 2010. Yeah. And notably, among the people who they show clips from were John Cozart, who does a video of like making music by like ripping paper and stuff. That was and he John shows Cozart? up Later with his ukulele, yeah, that was John Cozart. I didn't even recognize him. He showed up later with his ukulele, and I was like, oh, I watched enough YouTube in 2013 to recognize that profile. <laughs> And also, Ali Larder showed up, and yeah. I think Trent the Warbler was there, too. Yeah,
1: they both showed which, okay, I'm not sure how Trent the Warbler could audition for Glee Project, because he had already had a speaking role in Glee the show.
0: I, I don't know.
1: So, like, if he'd gotten on, would they have said, oh, you, like, <laughs> I get, like, he's competing not to get his own character, but for Trent to be an Ascended Extra?
0: Hey, you know what, maybe that would have worked. Or yeah. maybe, maybe they did the MySpace call before he got cast-
1: Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. On the Glee Project wiki, separate from the Glee wiki, there are notes on, like, some people did, like, some auditionees did end up on the show, like, through other avenues, other means. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: And also some yeah. of the people who auditioned for the Glee Project had auditioned for the show, like Samuel Larson, who we see his MySpace audition and his in-person audition later on. He, like, mm-hmm. they mention, or Robert Ulrich, was the casting director for Glee, and then goes on to be the host of the Glee project. He talks about how he saw this guy audition for one of the Glee roles, and they liked him, he just wasn't the right person for the role.
0: hmm hmm
1: There's also, there's a girl who, she doesn't even get to the in-person stuff, but she says, I'm just here to support my baby girl, her baby father ain't with us no more, look at me now, Justin, I'm on TV! Yeah. I liked her.
0: She has Spunk. I will give her that. She's got Moxie. She does, she does. Chutzpah.
1: <laughs> oh, apparently Ali Stroker, who we'll see her on next season. Oh Ali Stroker, excuse
0: me. Ali Larder is someone different. Yeah, Ali Larder from you. Heroes
1: and kinda racist.
0: Duly noted!
1: No, Allie Stroker is the girl in the wheelchair who won a Tony for Oklahoma. Uh-huh, But yeah, uh-huh. we see her audition through the MySpace, and apparently she did actually get invited to the in-person auditions, like the, the semifinals or finals or whatever, but she turned it down for a role in a local musical production, so that's why she didn't get in until the second season.
0: hmm And hey, you know what? Look how that turned out for her. Exactly. For the better, I would argue. <laughs> and she was on the Wicked uh, concert that they did last fall with... Uh, where Amber Riley and Alex Newell were both also featured. So, hey, wins all around.
1: Yeah, also, I made a note that uh, Robert Ulrich says that it was him and six other people and six interns going through all (laughs) these MySpace videos.
0: (laughs) The interns aren't people to him. (laughs) I'm so sorry, interns.
1: Also, some of the MySpace clips we see, there's a lot of people using puppets.
0: Yeah, (laughs) which, stay tuned, listeners.
1: Also, one person sings while wearing a deer mask. Like, you know, uh-huh. those horse masks? But what if a deer? Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. Also featured here, they had... We also get to see Alex Newell, who is a baby. Look at them go. <laughs> they had someone who was playing their saxophone and singing hate on me. And then we got to the part where they had 34,000 MySpace auditions. And from that, they narrowed it down to 216 people. And then apparently they decided that that wasn't as efficient of a hiring process as they intended and decided to just do live auditions instead.
1: Yeah, like American Idol style auditions, except they're being held in like a storage, a filing room.
0: Of some kind. It was like at a stadium, I think.
1: Yeah, well like it was at some kind of convention center, but they weren't in like a Mm -hmm. meeting room or anything like how they have it set up in American Idol. It was like a filing room. You can see like shelves with like papers and books stacked up next to them and something.
0: Yeah. And this is this is really like peak twenty eleven musical music show choir kids because like there's a part where they were like yeah everyone was just waiting in line for auditions and we all just started singing no air because we're show choir kids and we do that and like at least they weren't singing seasons of love (laughs) and there's there's a part where they like they had a shot of like this whole line of kids doing the back chops (laughs) that you do during vocal warm-ups and i was like hey i did that (laughs) that was a good time
1: so we see everyone goes through like the the people who hadn't, as far as I could tell, the people who were coming here for the first time who didn't MySpace it, they go through, like, a bunch of, like, screeners to see if they're really good and good enough for Robert to see, and then they see Robert, and then the MySpacers mm-hmm. also go straight to Robert, and then from that, everything is pared down, and eventually they get to, like, 80 people.
0: Mm-hmm. 83.
1: Yes. Some other notes I have. Darren Chris shows up to help with the auditions. hmm There's a guy who flew from Singapore to be there. There's a girl who, like, clear, like, she's missing a pinky and she says that she had to cut it off to get to the audition. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole Cusis from Dallas, Texas was born with just one hand and she shall receive nothing!
0: She brought her own pitch pipe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I know that it is a full third of this episode before anyone starts, like, giving names to the contestants.
0: Yeah, because there's just so many people.
1: We see Mateos Fernandez, who is going to go on to be one of the contestants. He is our short king before short king was a term.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: There is a guy named Tommy Dustin who has Down syndrome, and he can dance, and he wants to audition to be Becky's mm-hmm. boyfriend. And I was trying to find, I couldn't tell whether he actually did get that part or not.
0: Aw. He, he is a very good dancer, like, he could do the splits. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I'm just going to quickly check, because surely they will mention it on the glee wiki
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: let me do a quick deep dive
0: Roll plus heart
1: no the guy who ended up playing a jesse's boy or the guy who ended up playing becky's boyfriend <laughs> is luke spinelli
0: ah uh, okay i hope tommy dustin is doing well
1: yes i hope here's the thing i hope all these kids are doing well because it looked like yeah. they were having a blast and they like yeah. i said they, yeah. weren't, they weren't casting for reality show drama they were casting for reality show wholesomeness like
0: yeah and that that's also part of why i'm so apprehensive because it's like like all of these kids are here and they are just so genuine and all of them are babies and i don't want them to get chewed up and spit out by the actual performing industry <laughs> Yeah. And like that's part of it too, because when they move from the forty thousand applicants from the open auditions to the top eighty-three, they show acceptances as well as rejections. Like they literally have a guy who goes out and tells people like, Oh, we're sorry, we're not going further with you today. Like you're not moving on to the next stage of of auditions. And they're like they show people being told that and have to like be like, Okay, thanks anyway. Bye. <laughs>
1: We also see Ellis Wiley, who looks like a twelve-year-old. Did you know she looks like a twelve-year-old? She looks like a twelve-year-old, and every episode they're going to be. Yeah, let that's you her know. thing. And Cameron Mitchell is the lankiest fucking guitar boy you have ever seen.
0: Yes, gives us strong, very accepting, friendly Christian vibes.
1: <laughs> Listen, his options growing up were either to become a youth pastor or a DJ, and I've mm-hmm. I've Instagram stalked him. He chose the latter.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Um, anyway, so we get to the top 83. We meet Zach Woodley, who was the choreographer for the show, and he seems like mm. a real human being and not or an automaton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say he's not as outwardly encouraging to the auditionees as maybe he could be.
1: But he's not being mean.
0: No, he he's not being mean, but he's also not like He's also not like softballing it.
1: Exactly. He's giving constructive criticism and he's also like what when he, sometimes he'll razz them but it's in a way to like break the tension. And so cuz they're doing the choreography mm-hmm. for Push It. And he, mention- mm-hmm. he actually tells them that when they first choreographed Push It and showed it to the executives, they were told to change it because it was too racy for television.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't even the part where they were just helping each other on stage.
1: Exactly. But, like, so there's a part where everyone gets to do a freestyle seduction dance. And... <laughs> and he mm-hmm. pokes fun at some of the kids doing it and it gets makes them more confident c- and cuz they take themselves less seriously doing it. Mhm. Also, mm-hmm. one of the kids who got to the top 83, I had to message Sam, our friend Sam from the prom episode. I messaged him and was like, yeah. "I know yeah. that you would have mentioned if you had auditioned for the Glee project. So I know this isn't you, but there is a full-on Doppelganger review on this
0: show." Oh, Carl? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Also, I want to mention that there is an auditionee whose whole thing is, like, wearing extremely cool, funky, decorated glasses. And, like, I want them to do well. I
1: did not catch their name. But they are serving extravagant glasses and cool duct tape pants and so many gender.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of it is also like, like you can just like look through all these auditions and be like, yeah, probably a solid 60, probably a solid like, eh, 60 to 69% if you are queer now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or realize that you are queer now. Yeah. Which is valid.
1: <laughs> there is a real b-boy there. And first, I was like, "Why wouldn't you put the b-boy through and capitalize on that?" But then I realized, b-boy is probably making more money as a b-boy, for, like just doing generic b-boy background dancing stuff than having to get like stuck in glee.
0: Oh, was that the one who was doing like the actual like break dancing and stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah. The, the b-boy is the one who did the b-boy dancing.
0: See, I don't know what b-boy dancing is. So <laughs>
1: it's it, it, it's it's that it's when I, I don't know how dancing. to explain b-boy dancing other than saying it's the b-boy dancing. <laughs>
0: I haven't heard that term before. I just call it breakdancing.
1: You've never I mean okay, I guess it is breakdancing, but that's that's your beat your b-boy.
0: Well, look, I've never seen step up.
1: Okay. Anyways.
0: <laughs> anyway. Compare
1: that to Damien McGinty who can't dance and claims he can barely
0: walk. Yeah. And it's time for music. And yes. <laughs> there's there's a whole thing where it's like They get to individually work with Brad, and I think her name is Nikki. Yeah,
1: Nikki Anders is the official vocal coach for the Glee
0: cast. Mm -hmm. And Brad has this line where he says, The secret about all auditions, including this one, is that the people behind the audition table need something. And you're this far because you have a lot to offer. So all of your energy should be put forward to showing them who you really are. And basically, Nikki's only note is like, you need to emote more. Yeah. <laughs> and someone describes Brad as having the vibes of Elton John and Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> um, also, a bunch of people are surprised that Brad is an actual musician. They thought he was just an actor. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's on the show because he's the accompanist.
0: Mm-hmm. And we get to see, well, at least I only took notes on two... Of the two of the auditionees doing their musical tutoring, one of them was—I think it was the kid Carl—singing uh, "Baby One More Time." He and bodies like, that. He does, and like everyone, like all of the other auditionees who were in this giant music room, like were joining in and singing, and like the <laughs> and like at the end when everyone was clapping. I think one person said, "Like, oh, hit me again!" Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was really
0: good. It was good, and Alex. Of course, Alex Newell did great and finished, I don't remember what song Alex was singing, but ended it on a super high belt. Yeah. And Brad was like, you need to keep the double high B flat at the end. Yeah.
1: Also, we we get a talking head from Alex and one of the other girls who doesn't make it, I don't think. She was also like not fully on camera. But Alex goes mm-hmm. like, every time someone opens their mouth, I'm just like, I hate you. I hate you. Because everyone's mm-hmm. so good, and that's the thing, everyone is doing so well and having so much fun. And even if with their brief snippets, you can tell that Brad and Nikki are mm-hmm. devoted to getting the best performances out of these kids. And I'm like, damn, this is just like a really fun day camp for theater kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, here's the thing: is like, I would like to watch a full series with just this in it, and not the Glee stink.
1: Yeah. Like, here's the thing: if it wasn't Ryan Murphy. And mm-hmm. if it was, like, a casting process, if this was a whole multi-stage casting process to find, like, the cast of the Glee Boot, and they're pick- they're not just picking one person, they're picking, like, eight people, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. could be fun. Yeah. But it's hard to make good television out of consistent ho- wholesomeness, especially reality TV, which does kind of thrive on interpersonal drama and conflict.
0: When you are not... The Great British Bake Off. Yes. That is the exception to the rule. <laughs> we
1: will find in this show that the conflict does not come from the contestants. The conflict comes from Ryan Murphy.
0: Yes. And it's just, like, continuing the wholesomeness. It's just like, ev- you see everybody making friends and, like, when they do, when they get little, like, talking heads and stuff, like, they're all hamming it up for the camera because they're all theater kids. <laughs> yeah. And it's just very nice.
1: <laughs> and they get to perform... For all the like the casting people in the Don't Stop Believe in auditorium, and Brad has mm-hmm. another good line. He says, "All of you are here out of forty thousand applicants. All of you belong here. There is no doubt that this is where you're meant to be." I
0: like Brad. Brad's good.
1: Brad is good. Brad should have hosted the show. <laughs> Brad should have decided the winners.
0: Brad, the character, and Brad, the actual person, are both good. <laughs> Oh, and, like, in this montage of, like, actual, like, the musical auditions, Christopher is the auditionee with the funky cool glasses.
1: Oh, good. We did catch name. Hey, Christopher. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. Also, yes. sorry if your name is no longer Christopher. There is a good chance it ain't.
0: Yes. And also because they also thanked Brad specifically as they were, like, leaving the stage, like, shake Brad's hand, like, thank you very much. Yeah. And I'm like, mark of good character. You always respect the accompanist.
1: Exactly. There is a girl, she's an absolute smoke show who blows Rachel out of the water with her song. I didn't oh, write down what song Lindsay.
0: She... I'm sorry. Baby one more time? Was it Lindsay or was it No, it was J-Fo. Oh yeah, J-Fo who sang Don't run on my parade.
1: Yes, that's why she blew her out of the water.
0: Actual name Jennifer.
1: And apparently she will show up as a big character in season 4.
0: Oh cool. What made out on her performance was like she gave it very like Sondheim-esque musical phrasing. Yeah. Which is not a bad choice. Yeah. It's just different.
1: It well, hey, it's, at least it's better than trying to become Barbara Streisand. Cheers, I'll drink to that. <laughs> uh, we see Emily, Emily, who was going to get on the show, and she's like the closest thing to like reality show drama person because she's like, I want mm-hmm. to be the center of attention. But I mean, it's Glee. I don't blame you for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: we see McKinley, who wants to be a black country star, which is awesome.
0: I want her to be a black country star. I hope she's in country music nowadays. Apparently she's a life coach now. Oh, okay.
1: I think, I mean, I think everyone is still singing. Maybe not necessarily professionally, but like they they, they still have mm-hmm. the music in them. Mm-hmm. We see Marissa for the first time in like this last 10 minutes. And they're like, she's sing good and she have great eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. Real quick. So Samuel, Samuel Larson, who I already know is going to be Joe the Christian ugly. <laughs> <laughs> He's white, right? <laughs> yes, he is. He has dreads. Yeah. Don't. Fairy 2011. Please don't do that nowadays, y'all. He
1: he doesn't anymore. I think he... Good. I think he actually wanted to cut them earlier than he did. Like, he wanted to cut them while he was on the show. And they're like, no, you can't, because that's the character. That's all that we have for the character. And then as soon as he was done the show, then he got a haircut.
0: Good. We get to see Alex Newell's performance, and they sing River Deep Mountain High. And it's like, even the camera person can already tell that Alex is going to be a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see Bryce, who is very pretty. He wears a beanie and lots of plaid, sang some train music. Mateus sang Hit Me Baby one more time. Damien sang Sway.
1: He's a little baby and he's trying to do a smolder.
0: Yeah, and he w- he basically just wants to sing lounge music. He's like, I just love, it's, it's just so nice and new to be in an environment where everybody's singing together you. I am like, you were in Celtic Thunder for four years before you auditioned for the Glee Project.
1: Yeah, but he was the child. And I like- yeah. looked- during my demo stand phase, I was looking at all performances, and I definitely got the sense that, like, he felt like the baby of the bunch, and they exploited that. Well, not exploited that, but, like, all the numbers where he's singing with them is about him being the baby. Mm-hmm. And he is baby. I feel like, I don't even know if he was 18 during this audition. He may have still been only 17.
0: I think they showed, you know, like, oh, like, age, hometown, and title card okay. and stuff. And he was 18, or at least they said he was 18. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if they would have let people audition who weren't 18 because of child labor laws. No,
1: but but it's like, so these, a lot of reality shows, it's like, if when they're going through the audition process, it's like, will you be 18 by X date? Ah, uh, okay. Because the audition isn't the labor it's the getting onto the show so if like mm. you need to be 18 because the show starts filming in january but the auditions are in october you could be 17 mm-hmm. as long as your birthday is before that the like recording date basically
0: gotcha okay i want to take a quick moment here to mention that when everybody was doing their musical auditions some of the like the judging panel Asked some of the auditionees, like, "What kind of character would you want to be on Glee?" And so Tanner, if you were auditioning for the Glee project, what would you tell them? Like, what kind of character would you want to be on Glee?
1: I would be the homosexual shut-in. I would, if I did get onto the show, (laughs) they would probably like goth me up a little bit more, just to make me more counterculture than I truly am. I feel Mm -hmm. like the I'm more of a blank slate, as I was more of a blank slate back then, and they would need to put character stuff on top of me either make me grungier or gothier or nerdier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like i would have gone through a tina style arc both in the sense of fashion and in the sense of i would have been forgotten about a season later yeah christina yes would you i i'm not going to ask you the, the question what character would you be i'm going to ask you would you have been the conservative christian girl that ryan murphy kept wanting to be on the show who eventually learns that it's okay to be gay
0: <laughs> i don't know I feel like if they asked me what kind of character I wanted to be, I probably would have said like, oh, I want to be the nerd who gets the Cinderella treatment. (laughs) But I think even back in 2011, baby Christina would have still probably recognized the the potential, I'm going to say misuse of character that Ryan Murphy does with... Trying to make characters with conservative Christians. Yeah. <laughs> Look, even back in 2011, I was still more liberal than the stereotype of cra- of Catholics. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what, though? I think Nerd Who Gets the Cinderella Treatment probably would have gotten you pretty far on the show.
0: Especially because they really didn't do it with anybody in Glee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Cameron sings an original song.
0: Mm-hmm. It's called Love Can Wait, so you know he's a Christian.
1: Yeah, it's about abstinence. It is. Anyways, and they're like, that was great, everyone. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Most of you are not generically attractive, so we cut you immediately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and we get to the... And then they do, like, a posting. Well, they don't do a posting. They just do, like, a a clip of everybody who gets to the final 12, who will be the actual contestants on the Glee Project.
1: Since they only had 83 finalists, they probably would have been able to do an in-person call with everybody. Mm -hmm. But we only see the in-person calls of the finalists, and Robert's like... Yeah, so it's a long process and there are a lot of really talented applicants. So I just want to tell you that you will be on the Glee Project and we're going to fly you out to LA as soon as we can.
0: Yeah, it's very American Idol announcing who's going home this week. (laughs) But in reverse. Yes, (laughs) it's who's
1: leaving home. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And so our final 12 are uh, Mateus, Short King, uh, Ellis with the baby face, Cameron, a uh, skinny cardigan boy, Alex Newell, Samuel Larson, dreadlock guitar boy, Damien McGinty, Irish, <laughs> Emily, who was the flirty one, Hannah, who is the ginger one with the strong personality, Bryce, pretty beanie boy, Lindsay, the one with the very strong soprano, Marissa with the good eyes, and McKinley, the country star. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're gonna watch their dreams get crushed over the next few weeks. Yeah. Yay! But that's enough for now.
0: Yes. We could talk about the first episode today, but because I watched it by mistake yesterday, but Tanner did not watch it, so we're not gonna do that. Exactly.
1: I was about to say, we can't actually, because I don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I do. Listen.
0: Yes. The thing going forward is that, like, I didn't actually watch the Glee Project, but I do know... Who makes it to speaking girls on Glee? Yeah, so I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to keep the knowledge separate as much as I can. But I do know
1: shit is gonna slip through, and you, you yes. should just learn to expect that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it it is what it is. This is what happens when you are when we're doing a recap podcast for a show that is over ten years old. Yeah, but
1: anyways, anyway, loser like me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network, and we can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know, and we'll work on getting there. We can be found on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. Next time, we're going to learn how to be individuals, and then we're going to learn Mm -hmm. how to be theatrical!
0: Oh, learning how to be theatrical will be such a challenge for this group of 12 selected musical theater teens.
1: You know what? You say that sarcastically, but.
0: Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to be them learning how to be glee theatrical.
1: Yes, exactly. They couldn't call it gleeatricality because the finale is called Gleeality. Oh no. But we're going to learn about that later. Yeah. In the meantime, three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on,
0: the, on Glee the Glee 3D Concert Movie. Just go, go ahead and grab a chair and listen, listen now. As
1: we riff we this the show, show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out, figure out why we love this show. show. Better, Better grab your golden stars and sheets, Cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Vizzer like me. Vizzer like me. The Glee On Project. On the
0: Glee 3D concert movie and episode zero of the Glee Project. And the movie. <laughs> and the movie. And the
1: project. And Knuckles. <laughs> Featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs>